0: I'm Duncan McLeod and this is the Tech Central Show. We're at the JSE in Sancton today for Telcom's annual results for the 12 months ended 31 March, 2023. And I'm joined now by Sarami Tokobong, who's Group CEO of Telcom. Sarami,
1: it's great to see you. Always good to see you again, Square.
0: Now, literally five minutes before we sat down to talk here, MTN issued a press statement in which they indicated that they are interested or potentially interested in a deal saying it'd be good, good for the stakeholders and shareholders of both organizations. You've had a chance just briefly now to look at MTN's statement. What do you make of this?
1: Well, I think conversations with MTN, even though we ended, will be ended. Mm -hmm. If you look at the intrinsic design behind what the proposition talks to, um, it's something that will always make sense for for both parties. So I think it's for us to find that landing space um, and see where we can go. Mm -hmm. Like I said in in, in my presentation, there are suitors coming around, Uh, we do have an board. And the iBoard will evaluate each proposition based on its merits to say what can really take Telcom forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So when you're presenting the results for Telcom in a year's time in uh, June 2024, is this going to be a very different business? Is it going to be owned by somebody else?
1: No, I think uh, it's going to be a a different business, but in the way that we are executing ourselves. So, you know, let's be critical and honest. We've talked about Value unlock. Mm-hmm. for over six years. It has not happened to the level that the market expects it. Why is that? I think the key thing for me is the intrinsic businesses in telecom, to get that value to be unlocked, you had to make them standalone. Mm-hmm. So the open source process, for example, took three years mm-hmm. for OpenServe to end up being a standalone business. Yeah. So now that that job is being done, your conversations are far, far easier. Mm-hmm. So if somebody wants to talk to us about an core business, mm-hmm. It's not a muggled in in the top call. It's a direct conversation with 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 Open Equally, for us to then be able to transact the towers, because the standalone entity, they're now easier to unleash mm-hmm. uh, that value. So, for us, it has been really about creating more value uh, and making sure that we, we we deliver on things like free cash flow and top line. Yes. Um, and make sure that we attack as a far stronger telecom than a. So, up.
0: would your preference then be for Telcom to bring in strategic equity partners for some of its underlying businesses rather than having a wholesale sale of the business to another operator, say to
1: an MTN? Absolutely. Okay. I think it's, it's, it's all about price. You know, mm-hmm. if, if somebody comes and offers Telcom 100 Rand, <laughs> I think the shareholders, uh, all of them, would say to me, Saddam, are you made? <laughs> Take that, right? Yeah. But in the market conditions that we're seeing right now, one can create more value by bringing in the strategic partners mm-hmm. to make sure, one, you get your cash generation, but also people who will be equally willing to invest with you mm-hmm. to grow the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, somebody comes at 100 Rand. Sure.
0: What about scale, though? This is a scale game, and many people say the market in mobile in South Africa is only big enough for two operators. Yeah. Cell C has effectively exited that market. They're still around, but they're no longer an infrastructure player. Does it make sense for Telcom to, to remain in this market as an infrastructure provider in the mobile space specifically?
1: Well, I think if you look at an infrastructure provider, where the market is going to, um, particularly with an evolution 5G, mm-hmm. yeah, that's going to need lots of capacity from a fiber perspective, which is what we have built in, 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 in OpenServe. If you talk about market consolidation, we've seen it happen mm-hmm. um, globally, right? And it's, it's who's the right partners, uh, at, at, wide, wide, mm-hmm. at at what levels, and also the impact of competition commission. Mm-hmm. Because whatever remedies they might want to come up with might make what looks like a PowerPoint good plan uh, a financially unviable one. Right,
0: right. And um, I mean, there's a lot of talk around potential restructuring at telecom and, and potential shareholders. Your former CEO is looking to bid. Where? Where does this leave uh, at Telcom? I mean, um, let's just assume for a moment that the MTN deal does not happen, that the, the Axion Sipo Maseko deal does not happen, that Telcom continues as it currently does yep. in the market. Is that sustainable for the next five years? What does is, what is Telcom five years from now look like without a partner, without a strategic equity partner, without an MTN buying yep. it out?
1: So I think the, 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 the appetite, certainly at infracode level, is there, Yes. Right people have shown interest in open source for example right if one does not sell up to a majority mm-hmm. but that could be a significant cash injection mm-hmm. which will then help balance everything else mm-hmm. you're absolutely right about scale so in bcx for example um, bcx is in some big corporates right yes what we're looking for is an international partner to bring us that scale mm-hmm. so if you take something like uh, cybersecurity you know the African market is not that that mature yeah. in an environment. BCX has actually won some contracts and going in to solve an attack and come up with more business. But that's where you're looking for that scale of partner yeah. to bring in those scales. Uh, to bring in those skills. Mm-hmm. You know? If you look at the verticals that are growing in the business, you know, COVID showed us all. Healthcare is a big opportunity. There aren't any many big players mm-hmm. who got that skill set. But if you look to India and China, mm-hmm you've got those people who've got the speciality and then the brand. So that's where the scale is going mm. to come in.
0: I want to ask about BCX and how important it is to telecom. Uh, when you bought the business, I think, when was it? About 10 years ago now? Eight, yeah. Yeah, maybe. not quite yeah. that long yeah. ago. Uh, 2.7 billion all cash deal at the time. Uh, the lot of, there was a lot of talk in the industry at the, moment, at the time of, of IT and telecom's mm. convergence. Not so much to talk about that
1: these days. Is, is BCX still... How strategic is BCX to telecom going forward? So I think if, if, you, if you look at just the... The layers that Telcom needs to build on. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's one thing to have infrastructure. So you've got fiber. You've got data centers. right? But data centers empty are not generating much revenue. So that's the role of the like of a BCX, to make sure that your occupancy and your usage, particularly if mm-hmm. moving to cloud, yeah. is critical in that, in that environment. So in terms of where we're evolving or where that technology is evolving, Having the infrastructure is one thing. Having a strong sales arm and mm-hmm. also having services on top of that is the next layer, uh, and that's the role that BCX plays for us. Mm-hmm. So BCX will stay an asset within. It'll stay an asset, yeah. right? Right. And and you look,
0: you're talking to potential strategic equity partners, yeah. um, I presume, both local and international. Can you maybe local give and us a bit of flavor yeah. as to who you're talking so to? So generally, and, we,
1: we we've mm-hmm. looked at 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 the East. Mm-hmm. So um, China, India has been uh, India first, mm-hmm. India and China because mm-hmm. markets are are similar to to us in terms of the customer basis they service. Sure. Um, And and that's where our our natural uh, uh, um, tendency has been. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, Brand South Africa has not been helping us much. Mm. Um, And you're finding that your European investors Mm -hmm. are are not that interested. Mm -hmm. Whereas your Eastern investors are certainly showing quite high interest.
0: Okay. interesting, Interesting. When do you think we might see some sort of News on
1: Ecxcc. Well, people. I think you asked me a question of what will these results look like next year. Yeah, we certainly we hope okay. to close that. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Let's talk a bit about government because they're still your biggest sure. shareholder. They own
0: forty five percent directly, and of course they also own a stake through the PIC. Yeah. Now, um, just just um, to tell me a bit about the relationship between yourself and and I know the relationship probably exists mainly between the board and and government, but there must have been some conversations around the MTN approach possibly around the accident Telecom approach and the restructuring that's happening. What, what has the message been from the shareholder minister and others in government about where this business is going? What do they want to see?
1: So what's what's been actually quite good, Duncan, particularly with, with the new minister, mm-hmm. is, is a fuller appreciation of what telecom can do mm-hmm. to help government meet the ambitions. So if you take SA Connect, you know, the approach to the minister has been saying, but why don't you facilitate conversations between OpenServe and broadband mm-hmm. to say, how can we better achieve these impacts? Okay. Government, why are you building data centers? You own a 55% stake in entity that's got data mm-hmm. centers. And in fact, what you'd want to see more is sovereign data centers, mm-hmm. as opposed to sitting in an AWS field, for example. So, what we're finding with the new minister is a far more positive engagement to say, okay, how can we as Telcom, yeah. owned by government, really help their digital ambitions, um, which has been very good uh, yes. conversations. Here. Okay.
0: But what about from the, the, the restructuring of Telcom and the introduction of new shareholders and possibly even the entire sale of the business? Yeah. Have there been conversations with government about that? Yeah. And if so, what have they been saying?
1: So I think the key thing with, the, with the government is, is realizing the magnitude of the stake um, that they have in Telcom. Yeah and saying that they certainly would not be looking at a significant dilution, mm-hmm. but would look at a part that says, strategically build Talcom moving forward. Mm-hmm. What they're not interested in is a private equity type player who's going to come and strip all the assets. Okay. So, so oh. they've been very clear with that. All right. Yeah. Right.
0: Interesting. Okay. But if someone came along, like an MTN, and said, yeah. we want to buy 100% of telecom's equity, do you
1: think the government would be open to that discussion? I think if, 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 if you look at what the picture of an of an MTN builds, yeah. is to say, let's just take fiber. right? You're now going to have a South African-owned, mm-hmm. leading fiber coal business mm-hmm. in the continent. Mm-hmm. And I think it is that aspiration the government certainly favors that Okay what are you doing to take this combined entity and make a more significant impact Mm -hmm. on the continent Mm -hmm. uh, is what is impressive government
0: okay and so you think they'll be amenable to discussions Absolutely. about yeah. reducing shareholding yeah. in that context yeah. okay interesting interesting let's talk a bit about cost cutting inside telcom you announced a, a staff reduction program in February I think it was yeah. where, the, where you would reduce 15% through voluntary retre- voluntary yes. um, re- um, uh, uh, through retrenchments and voluntary severance packages yeah. um, you've now completed that process you've also announced in today's presentation that you're freezing the salary hikes for the next year yeah. and no bonuses will be paid either um, where do where are you in terms of the staff complement of telecom relative to your competition? Do you still employ too many people? Um, what, is, uh, what is telecom staff complement going
1: to look like in three years' time? So it's always interesting when, when comparisons are made mm. that people take the total telecom staff and then go compare it with MTN. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, MTN does not have, for instance, a BCX. Right. right. BCX, which has 5,000 employees. Or fixed lines. It doesn't have fixed lines mm. either which has 4,500 four employees. Mm-hmm. But if you take Telcom Consumer, which is the mobile business, yeah. it's sitting at just over 1,200 employees, generating a revenue of 22 billion. Mm-hmm. So that's the more fair comparison okay. that one needs to go to. That as these businesses also look to go to Fibre and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so yes, in certain, certain instances, as we move to more NGN, so in BCX for example, mm-hmm. you could find that your, your managed services propositions were signed on I sign a contract to give you a service Mm -hmm. it's attached on bums and seats so my 99% SLA is 100 IT engineers now everything is on cloud you don't need 100 engineers you need five Mm -hmm. working from home so as we evolve that's how we start to streamline okay. the, the, the size of our business. Yeah. So
0: are we likely to see, I mean, under your predecessor, there was wave after wave yeah. of, of uh, retrenchments and, and voluntary severance programs. Is that going to continue for the foreseeable future? I for think
1: top? as technology moves, yeah. we'll look at those. But equally, yeah. we need to then employ newer types of, 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 of engineers. Yes. You, know, you need data analysts, yes. for example. So it's, it's going to be a balance of, of both. Mm-hmm. but the evolution to technology will determine where we'll end up. Yeah. Okay.
0: Let's spend a couple of minutes just talking about CapEx and free cash flow because sure. those are very important areas. Um, your CapEx spending I noticed on mobile was, was uh, well, well ahead of the, um, the service revenue growth and the subscriber growth in that business. Now, obviously, a lot of that was to do with load shedding mitigation and installing batteries and diesel costs and all that sort of thing. But what is the longer term prognosis for CapEx in mobile and more broadly? Sure.
1: I think with, with, with mobile, obviously the, the, the load shedding had an impact on us. Yeah. It, it would and where we spent. Uh, mobile I think at, at 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 where we're sitting right now. There's we are in the midst of negotiations of renewing our room negotiations with both MTN and protocol. Mm-hmm. And with evolution of technology like Moran and MoCan, you can look at far more efficient ways of getting your coverage as opposed to building towers. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a good opportunity for us to go there. So it'll always be in the three to four billion um okay. uh, spent. Your 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 CapEx spend in serve is really about passing the last mile. Right. right? The fiber to the uh, Those costs have come down from your fifteen thousands to about five thousand mm-hmm. and we'll continue to go lower. So mm-hmm. that will be the big opportunity to go with them. I think your fiber to the carrier that is done. Yeah. And that funds itself uh, uh, quite easily. In BCX, there has been very low CAPEX expenditure. It's really evolving technology from the old technology to cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not more than a billion mm-hmm. in the next five years. So I think our CAPEX range is, yeah. is, is, is affordable. I think the free cash flow impact in, in the short term was, of course, the, the retrenchments. Um, secondly, the spectrum allocation. And thirdly then, that investment in postpaid, which we got our postpaid base to where we want to do. Um, And the feeling is we will focus strongly on prepaid growth, but still offer our SIM only Mm -hmm. postpaid propositions, which are still active so I see that washing out over the next 18 months mm-hmm. to get us to a free cash flow positive situation okay.
0: yeah. and if load shedding stays at stage 6 or gets
1: worse how does that impact you? well I think we've, we've, we've built that in now to our business plan okay. that is our reality right. um, and, and, and how we continue to look at innovation like your, your hydro hydrogen type uh, uh, batteries uh, solar, uh, better lithium batteries mm-hmm. uh, those type of propositions will continue, yeah. so it's our reality and we will but
0: how, how is crime impacting you? I know your competitors are, um, are up it, in arms over
1: the situation. Is, it is significant. So yeah. battery theft is, is, is quite big. Hmm. You know, um, how big? Listen, I think we've replaced close to 1,800 batteries in the last six months. Stolen? Stolen. In six months? Yeah. 1,800? Yeah. How much do these batteries cost? So they go from like uh, one hundred fifty to 250,000 bucks. you kidding? Yeah. So That's shocking. Some of the things, is it's, 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 it's actually so bad that, you know, we, we, so we've, we've all now invested and in put an, an epoxy layer on, on, on the batteries, right? But when the guys then come and find that layer, uh, they then damage the entire base station. Right. So knife tube pulled from scratch again. So it, it's, it's just, an on, but we're working with the say, police and the army to try and see how can we make sure that protection on these sites is better. Are you confident you're gonna win this war? We will. We'll have to win this war. We've got no choice. What we're also seeing as well is a lot of of, of our communities are beginning to realize the impact of this. That, hey, Mm -hmm. you steal a battery, we've got big calls. Mm -hmm. So communities are now actually uh, contributing to making sure that the high safety is not that bad. Okay, okay.
0: Let's come back to uh, free cash flow. 2.7 billion Rand negative free cash flow in the the financial year. Um, I'm guessing that was a lot to do with handset financing. Um, So you were... um, subsidizing a lot of handsets going to so contract subscribers or just it's an upfront
1: cost it's an accounting treatment so okay. unfortunately if, 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 in, in, the, in the new IFRS system if you buy uh, an iPhone yes at 41,000 bucks right that hits our cash flow yes but we can only recognize the value over the tenure of the contract and we've seen more contracts now becoming 36 month contracts sure so that big upfront investment is what hits you why uh, did it spike now though because we intentionally actually went to go after our postpaid base. Our postpaid was uh, 10% of our base okay. uh, compared to our competitors at 16 to 20%. Okay, So it was for us to say, at least with the postpaid, you've got kind of like more annuity income um, mm-hmm. for that. So it was an intentional attack to go and grow our postpaid base uh, mm-hmm. a bit. Uh, but obviously, the accounting treatment and the impact of the cash flow and, yes. and obviously currency as well, because those devices are mostly yeah. imported. And and and
0: and. Okay, so Rami, unfortunately, we are. I'm being told we are out of time. But uh, thank you so much for always, taking the time always, to always, always talk to Tech Central this morning. Always it's always much appreciated, and hopefully, we'll get a chance to catch up in some more
1: detail soon. Thank you so much. Dan. Thank you. Cheers.